being dragged into the media fray here, the po'boys. Obligatory po'boys episode. Those purveyors of hot takes and et cetera, et cetera. Star Wars influencers. Yes, boy, it is never... Pete, we're obviously Star Wars influencers. We're obviously... Shakers, we're, we're, we're shakers and movers in the Star Wars universe. Mm, yes, and... I think to people on the outside looking in, listening to this podcast, it's like, oh my gosh, what it must be like, you know. For, How lucky. How right, lucky George is it asking must be. you for advice. Oh, wow. I was like, yeah, 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 okay. But it comes with a price. Um, yeah. Boy, does it. And this episode is going to be big on that price. Um, yeah. When, the check when is you, due. Well, I, you know, okay. And I, have, I take issue with that because, look, when you get to our level – all of a sudden, favors aren't really favors anymore. And even when you think you're doing someone a favor, all of a sudden they're like, oh, you're actually doing me a favor, and now I want to cash in and, and you know, have other favor. I, it's, it's Friendships crazy. you thought were relationships become mm-hmm. tra- transactional. Mm-hmm. So somebody comes to you and <laughs> oh, is like, Cody. hey, Cody, uh, do you want to hang out? Um, do you want to go to this new theme park? Imagineers! Um, <laughs> called Galaxy's Edge. You just hang out, you know, have some blue milk. I heard you didn't get any at Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, um, like, oh, please, please, come stay a week. Like, at Star, this Galaxy's Edge place. Spend a whole week at Galaxy's Edge. A whole week of our lives. Not even entire open. week. No one else is even there. They do not have a gym. These packs of good juice themselves for a week? I'm sorry. Uh Look, we had to go to other parts of the park and then just do workouts sporadically. Like they thought that we were part of the set of Tomorrowland, but mm-hmm. we were literally just finding things to bench and to mm-hmm. squat. So that robots, squat and robots, um, jetpacks. We were just trying basically to make sure that we kept our swole fit, fit, fit bodies mm-hmm. because this is My something is you have to constantly monitor 24-7. It's and hard to be this swole. It's hard to be this swole. It's hard to be this good a friend. Um, at this point, I would say it's probably... Mm, this was like just after celebration. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete and I were contacted by Kathy, Kathy and Kennedy. On the Pub Boys um, podcast Gmail account. Like, right. countless scores of people. Everybody's doing it. Publishpodcast.gmail.com, and she asked us in uh, in tandem with Lucasfilm and Disney and Bobiger, "Hey, would you please? I know you just took like basically a week off your busy schedule, fly in Chicago, hang out at Star Celebration, generate that sweet sweet tent about Star Celebration for so long. How about you generate some more tent and you come out to this like weird theme park that we've got?" And I'm like. You got dinosaurs? Or is this like Jurassic Park thing? They're like, no, it's not a Jurassic Park thing. Please come out. Pete and I are busy. We have cases to work. We have things to pick up and put down and pick up and put down until we feel the burn. And it takes a very long time because we are very swole. Yeah, this, at this like point, it's kind us. of like um, we, our bodies have become accustomed to the amount of weight mm-hmm. and pressure we put on them. So we have to actually go farther than is medically recommended when you're working out. Yeah, we have um, a, a reverse 
anti-gravity chamber where you can double and triple, not unlike uh, how Vegeta trains with Dragon Ball Z, where we put more gravity on to make everything more heavy anyway. Well, not, not just that, too, but we also... A big thing that athletes are doing is this um, cryotherapy where you go in a cryo chamber. Mm-hmm. And Josh and I, because our bodies are so swole, so, mm-hmm. so swole... We actually um, have a specialized version. It costs thousands of dollars called Carbonite version. Mm-hmm. Um, and our, training. And our bodies are put to beyond the limits of the human condition. Yeah, they pretty much they overload us on, on Carbonite. Honestly, it's, it's basically carbo-loading. What you just said, carbo-loading, yes. Yeah, carbo-loading training. So anyway, look. Peter, we're good boys, we're swole boys, we're friendly boys. We eventually like, fine, okay, it seems very important to you. We'll go to your theme park or whatever. And then it's like, great, by the way, like, it's not even open yet. No one's going to be there. We're going to let you into all these areas that no one's going to get to go to for like a year or two. I'm like, oh, well, that's great. Like, nobody's going to be there to hang out with. Nobody's going to be there to spot me. Not that I need it, but people tend to like get very flattered when I ask them to spot me. So I like to give them that kindness. And it's just like, why would I want to go places nobody else is going to get to go to for two more years? That's going to be so boring, and I don't even care about it. So we had to go to Galaxy's Edge for a week. We thought that that was it, that that was favor enough. And then a day or two ago, we get another email from Kathy. She CC'd Bobiger, and she brought Steven into this, Spielberg. Yeah, very weird. All right, Steven. Like, I, and she thinks that, like, Steven has some clout over me. I'm like, I met Steven once. I Okay, like, more power. To, he seems like whatever, I guess. And she's like, oh, hey, the review embargo on Galaxy's Edge is actually up. Like, you guys can talk about it now. And we're like, oh, okay, okay that's great. Cool, I mean, thanks. I'm at the gym. You know when I'm at the gym. I'm at the gym from midnight until noon, and then I take a lunch, and then I go back to the gym. And this is not lunch. And also, don't, you know, we have lunch. Long story short, apparently we were supposed to not only go to this park. Yeah, we this also is the insane part. talk about it. Yeah. So, and she wants to do it on the pod. This pod is our temple. And she's like, oh, can you, like, tattoo all over it and, like, They're trying to it? commercialize us. They are it's, trying to commercialize us. And w- w- what? <sighs> you're not profitable enough, Star Wars? You're not profitable enough, Galaxy's Edge? I mean, you're charging how much for blue milk? Ugh. 12 credits? 16 credits? Who can say? We got a gift card. It was weird. Yeah, so I... Sometime and you know what? Like Josh and I, we both love Star Wars. Big, sure. big, it's big right. Star Wars guys here. But at a certain point, it's just like kind of disgusting at yeah. what Kathy and Big George expect us to do on their behalf. Who knows what Steven's after? Your guess is as good as mine. Who knows? So We've gone back and forth on this a lot. Obviously, the integrity of the pod means a lot to us. We don't want to sell out. We're never going to sell out. We're, We're not sellouts. Really cool. And, but it's one of those things. Pete and I have a motto. And before all of our live shows, backstage, we give each other a hug. We whisper in each other's ears, kindness first. And we both have tattoos of it on our knuckles. And uh, K-I-N-D and then N-E-S and then a one. Um, and then ST down our pinky. It, it, we were trying to, and so ultimately, 
uh, begrudging as it is, we decided our friendship should take precedence, and we are going to be nice boys, and we are going to be kind boys. And so, I mean, listeners, you, uh, we do not begrudge you if you just want to stop listening right now and just wait for the next episode. I mean, we're sorry for the filler. We're sorry to, you know, clog the feed. But friendship is friendship, and so we are going to talk about our little trip to this Galaxy's Edge place, which apparently is affiliated with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And just Disney, remember that you wanted this. You you want you asked for this, not us. Because we are kindness first, honesty second, and keeping it real is in zero. Like it's just a given. It's even above first. Keep so, it one hundred. Yes. Um, so yeah, let's. Let's talk about this park, I guess. Um, All right, so this entrance right away, I was I almost tripped going in the park. They have revolving door that you go into the park, but it's like you step on Jabba's tail Mm -hmm. like Han Solo in the Star Special Edition. And it's just like like you you revolve around a door and as you're revolving, you step on Jabba's tail. I did not see the tail. I tripped because the revolving door is I was you surprised know, I you caught yourself. Breaking the door, I had big muscles. I was surprised you caught yourself. Yeah, me too. Honestly, it caught me by such surprise. I thought I was. I don't know what I thought. I don't know. I did not expect that coming. So, got off on the wrong foot. And we should say too that this is before they start. You know, showing a bunch of people. So we are on. Mm-hmm. We are on a. Um, you know, a skeleton crew. Um, they have over 1,400 workers now, but we just had about 600 just for us. Um, mm-hmm. And we were just fast-forwarded through everything because they wanted to see, you know, the Poe boys' response to this. So what took us mere moments, took, it will take you hours to get there. It will take you your day. Yeah, it's gonna, you're going to be there the entire day. So buckle up. And again, a lot of this stuff is not going to be open if you go within the next year or two or three even. It's very preliminary, but they, I guess, you know, they got their eyes on the horizon and they wanted our take on it. Um, yeah, so Pete, did you, did you have, what are your thoughts from there? Did you have a particular favorite ride or anything like that that stood out for you? <laughs> um, I really enjoyed the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. which um, they've been showing videos of that. Um, I was surprised at how interactive it was um, because it's not just, oh, you get to fly the Millennium Falcon, here's the site flight simulator, but there's a Chewbacca that's scarred, and you got to put bandages on him. Um, mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. was really cool. Um, you know, I, didn't, I called him a nerve herder, um, and poor guy, this actor, grabbed me tried to pull me (laughs) there was no pull Um, boy was that a mistake there was two pulls him pulling you and then him pulling the floor (laughs) um but i I helped him up i did you know a great job um bandaging obviously i Mm -hmm. learned that through my cpr classes in high school right um so that was really cool um i also really really enjoyed when you walk into um um hans like living quarters, although it's Lando's and you get to try on different capes. 
So mm-hmm. um, that was pretty cool. We uh, those pictures have been in my phone for a while, trying all the various different capes um, from Solo, which is really cool too because. You know, Star Wars really hasn't been giving a lot of credit to the movie Solo. So to have a Lando's cape um, kind of fashion show that each person can go on, I thought that was really cool. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I, I got to say, I was definitely skeptical of the Millennium Falcon because I'm just like, how are you going to replicate this? And I'm looking at the outside and I'm seeing like, yeah, this is a full-scale model of the Millennium Falcon suspended from a crane with a rope ladder dangling down from it for you to climb up on. But, like, am I really going to feel like it? And it turns out, you know, you get a life-size scale model of the Millennium Falcon dangling from a crane, crane, and, and you get in there, and you sit, and then you grab the walkie-talkie on the dashboard, and you say, you know, okay, Fred, I'm ready. And then Fred just starts spinning that crane around in a circle, and I mean it. It didn't feel like nothing. No, it. there's some serious G's on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, I mean, the steering is an illusion at best, but, I, you know, I could, if I closed my eyes, I could, I could imagine that I was jumping in hyperspace. If I were them, too, I would actually get an audio recording of some different noises as you're going into hyperspace as opposed to just two voice actors doing that every time. Cause it seems like that's yeah. really tiring work and it's going to get hot in the summer. So those yeah, are just I a couple know. suggestions. Yeah. Long-term stuff. Speaking of summer, they had a nice little, uh, sandy little area. Uh, they have the, the, you know, whole life-size William Falcon. And then they're like, Oh, come see, you know, the sand crawl, come see the sand crawl. And I'm like, oh, they've got like a sand crawler, like a Jawas. They're gonna have that's like huge. They're really gonna build that. It was ultimately, you know, a sandbox. And it's just like, okay, you can crawl around in here. And they have like some buckets. And it's like, oh, this bucket's shaped like Darth Vader's fortress. That really triggered oh. me. I was, do you, I don't know if you remember that, but I punched a wall when I saw that. Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, and was, the reason for that is, and I'm, I'll just share this little anecdote about. Po boy Pete's. Um, when I was a kid, uh, my pa- grandparents took us on a vacation to the Wild Wild West, and we went to an archaeological site. And I'm, you know, eight years old, and my grandmother says, "Hey Pete, hey Pete, you're gonna get to dig for fossils." And I'm eight years old. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, we're gonna dig for fossils." Kind of like these kids are gonna be, you know, like, "Oh wow, we're gonna get to like." dig for different things in Star Wars. We're going to get to hang out with some uh, Jawas and stuff. When I get there, there's an archaeological dig site, but I'm at a sandbox digging for plastic bones. So as soon as we saw that, it just put me right back into my eight-year-old self where I had no muscles, I was not swole, and I promised myself, Pete, you're never going to be like that again, Pete. That's not going to happen to you again, Pete. And mm-hmm. that's why I punched that wall. Again, Galaxy's Edge, I'm sorry. I usually don't break property that I don't intend to pay for. And I'm not paying for that because that's your fault. Sure, sure. So that was that was a bit of a letdown. And then it was weird because it's like you have this extremely nerfed kind of thing where it's like this is nothing this is just sand 
Um, but then from there, you know, you get to build your lightsaber, um, which was, you know, cost like nothing. It was like five or six hundred dollars, I guess. I don't know. We had a gift card. Who cares? Um, I think, I think it was like, actually okay. three fifty. Okay, yeah, three fifty. Yeah, three hundred fifty k. That sounds reasonable. Um, and so we're playing in the sand one minute, and then the next minute, it's like, oh, these are real lightsabers, and I cut a hole in the wall. I almost cut a guy. Yeah, there is no warning. There's like when you get a when you get a firearm, I would hope that there is a like. Hey, this is a firearm. Here are rules. Here's a safety manual on a firearm. Mm-hmm. But when we got mm-hmm. actual lightsabers at Galaxy's Edge, I was I was shocked. I did not know the technology was there. No, and they seem like totally like, oh yeah, well, I mean, how do you think we did it for the movies? I'm like, all right, whatever. So I'm grappling with that, and they're like, okay, now through this door, through this door. You gotta remember, so far, you know, trip on Jabba's tail, revolving door. Getting a big box, cranes swinging around like some sort of, you know, child's game. Go around in the sand. There's even cat poop in there. I don't even know. And they call it a sand call. Okay. Then they give us real lightsabers. They shuffle us through a door. Also, we're in an arena, and they're going to make us fight animals. Like Yeah, they're like. In a time of And then they were like, it's like, you're Anakin. You're Padme. Kiss. And right, and I was like, okay. It's just like <laughs> maybe later, but not in front of you. Well, that's another big and thing about their scheme because is when you're getting tickets to Disney, right? You get family tickets, so you know there's a mother, there's a dad, um, but there was no option for us to just pick two two friends, two platonic friends. Right. We just mm-hmm. got the option, and then they immediately put us into a couple, which. A, good for you, Disney. You're being progressive at a time um, where, honestly, corporations are being less and less progressive. But on top of that, we were just... Well, also, B, good for fandom, because, let's face it, all those Poe heads out there have been shipping me and Pete since I can't even remember. Yeah, and guess guess what? We're just friends. Just friends, guys. Just Just, friends. Just friends. So they shove us into this arena with our actual lightsabers and they're yeah. like kiss kiss and like, kiss and then they're like all right you know, fight pick the animals to fight and they're like you get to pick the reek you know the rhino thing you get to pick the nexu which is like the cat thing or you get to pick the aquay which is you know like the crab prey mantis and we're like uh whatever and they're like no pick <laughs> pick or you don't get to leave and so you know i pick the aquay big pre mantis thing pete i believe you picked the rhino right the reek yeah i thought you i thought you could and ride it um, yeah, well, so then they, they're like, all right, unloose the beasts. And like, I'm, I don't even know why they want to talk about, like, there's no way this is legal, but they just had like a actual rhinoceros. They spray painted like, it red. was really bad. And Pete's got an actual lightsaber. And then the acolyte comes out and it's just a prey mantis. It's not even a big one. Well, it's, it's, and they it's just one. Put it it's on top of a crab. Well, it was, it was one where. They had the animatronics where it was basically like a Wizard of Oz thing where it was there, but it was just kind of projected as this enormous life size, you know, monster when in fact it was just a regular praying mantis. Yeah, it was just a regular praying mantis and a crab. Mm -hmm. 
And they were like, oh, and they the guy was like trying to keep the praying mantis on top of the crab, but they would go their separate ways, and they're like, you know, fight it, kill it, kill it. Yeah. And I mean, Pete's got to, they're, and they're like, you will not get to leave until you are done here. And I mean, Pete's got to kill a rhino. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, if it had been a lesser man, I think that Reek would have gotten the best of that particular Jedi. Mm-hmm. Luckily, that's not the case as we're discussing this. Somebody did have to lose. Meanwhile, I'm looking at a crab and praying mantis, and I've got a weapon in my hand, and it's just like, this doesn't feel good or right. No, I mean, there's sometimes people pick fights with you, and you know that you're in different weight classes. And it's just like, a lot of people are like, oh, doesn't it feel good to pick on the weak? It's just like, no. They're called the weak for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't even if they don't know it doesn't it. feel good to prey on the weak, which is why we don't do it. Right. And I mean, and this praying mantis did actually have an attitude and was like, like, you can't see because it's an audio medium. But like doing that thing where you like shrug your shoulders like aggressively, like, hey, what you got? Bring it. Bring it. And I mean, I, you know, I killed a praying mantis. I killed a crab. I killed one lightsaber. I killed them both. He killed a rhino. Um, so that was jarring and you know we're spent at this point and i'm like i don't even know what's going on but luckily then they brought us to the bar they brought us to the restaurant we got to eat we got to try some of that blue milk pete's been wanting for so long and green milk too mm -hmm. um but then it turns out like food wise they don't really have like anything they have green milk they have blue milk and then they have canto chicken bites which is just mcnuggets for sure. Well, it was, and they also, it's clear that they have not thought about their menu yet. So they're just taking like Tomorrowland nuggets and mm-hmm. then they're putting them out there. Oh, no, the thing, what I got? Uh huh. I got the Canto chicken bites because it was literally the only food there. They bring it out. It's in like a cardboard McDonald's box, but they cross out the Cadonald's and they. Try to like orient it at me backwards as if I'm like not going to recognize the McDonald's M upside down. And they're like, oh, it's W for wars. I'm like, this is <laughs> kudos to this them. This is cold McDonald's, <laughs> and you just made me kill a prey mantis. Oh, um, just so you know, listeners, I did not end up killing the rhino, too. Um, I yes, that is what they told you. I uh, yeah, I I just want to repeat that too, like. You know, they're, well, I know it died of a broken yeah, heart. They're um, they're an endangered species, and we just, we don't kid around with stuff like that. Yeah, no, sure. It lost a little live, died of a broken heart. You did nothing wrong. You're fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, worked up an appetite. We had our our blue milk. We had our Canto chicken bites. Uh, did you like the blue milk? Was that did it? Was it worth the wait? Um, I honestly, it was the thing I was the most excited about. And it mm-hmm. did not disappoint. Yeah, okay, I, good, I really good. liked it. Um, it also was just kind of where I was at in the day, too. Like a lot of people. I mean, it was like, what, 80 degrees, 85 degrees. And we were drinking milk. So it, that's a terrible combination. And then they were like, do you want ice? And I'm like, for my milk? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. And I was getting, I was getting after heated. that, after we had our food. And we went to our um, um, and we had our drinks. We then went to 
um, Watto's edge shop. I mean, he has a barber shop, and we got sick cuts um, from Watto, mm-hmm. which is the edge part of Galaxy's Edge. And um, he edged out our hairlines. Right. Um, and that was pretty uncomfortable, not just because it's the first animatronic barber ever, so you really can't move at all, um, because it's just this, you know, um, robot cutting your hair, but also that milk didn't really sit, settle in well with me. So no. And kind of piggybacking off of the milk, not sitting well, I, I, I have of note, I have a teeny tiny little baby bladder in the bathroom. A yeah, lot. He says and, we, uh, it's, it's been noted <laughs> on the pod yeah, multiple times. Um, yeah. And in my life. And I had to go to the bathroom. So, you know, I find a, Guy, I don't even, I hesitate to even get into this. I'm going to get so heated and break my computer. So I find somebody there. And I'm like, hey, where's the bathroom? And the guy's like, oh, they go bathroom? I'm like, yeah, where's the bathroom? He's like, oh, Dago bathroom? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, Dago bathroom. Dago bathroom. Dago bathroom? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm it, but, you know, I, I tell it to you over 30 seconds. This is a five-minute exchange. Finally, I'm like, yes, okay, where's the Dago bathroom? Uh, like Dagobah, for the record. Uh, it's also he, brilliant marketing on their point to have your bathroom be Dagobah. Because bathrooms are disgusting, especially in, oh, in, large, in these large areas, right? If you go to any concert, <laughs> if you go to any kind of venue, they're disgusting. So when somebody's like... Sure. Oh, the bathroom in Dagobah's gross. They're like, um, mm. yeah, <laughs> obviously it's gross. So kudos yeah. to Star so, Wars for that marketing scheme. For that part of it. But then, you know, I finally get to go to the Dagobah bathrooms. And so I, there's two doors and I'm looking and the pictures on them are identical. So I'm like, well, well, that's cool. You know, Galaxy's Edge being like progressive there with the times. It's like gentle neutral bathrooms, unisex bathrooms is the way to go. And I start to go into the one on the right. And then a woman stops me and says, hey, what are you doing? And you're like, grabs me on shoulder and me like, you can't go in there. That's the ladies room. And I'm like, what are you talking about? There's just two silhouettes of Yoda on both of these Dago bathrooms. <laughs> and she's like, no, that's Yoda. That's this Yaddle. is Yaddle. You can't go in the Yaddle's room. You can't go in the Yaddle Dago bathroom. And it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. So I did eventually get to find the right bathroom. But I mean, then I just didn't feel comfortable going to the bathroom the whole rest of the time we were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from from there, they're like talking about like, oh, you got to try out the pod racing. And I'm like, oh, geez, I don't know if I'm ready for this. I mean, you just made me kill a Pragmatist with a real lightsaber. And we still got I'm blue like, milk in our tummies, too. Blue milk in the tummy. Cold chicken and, nuggets for you. And man's blood on my hands, rhino emotions and blood on Peter's hands. We've done a lot of bad things. Oh, it should be noted, too, we did like, um, purchase capes um, from the Millennium Falcon Um yeah, five finger discount. But yeah, we got so we, we we were and so I'm not. We ready. had some fly capes while we were doing that. Yeah, I if if they're gonna make me do a real pod race, I'm not ready. And then they're like, all right, come on, come on, come on. And then they just bring us to um, like a 
like an outdoor storage bin type unit. Like you can see some people rent them, put them in their garage or or in their driveway when they're getting ready to move. Like a big truck brings it and drops it off. It's just this like giant bin that you put stuff in. They bring us into one of those real hot in there. And it's just got like a tube TV and an N64 and Star Wars Podracer and one controller uh, on N64. And they're like, all right, we'll leave you here for half an hour. Like, go pod race. <laughs> Ups and downs. That like, was I'm a highlight, you, though. I, I haven't played like, that game in a while. I I mean, nostalgia is one thing. I just don't like, on one hand, it's like, this is a real lightsaber and you spray painted a rhino. And then on the other hand, it's like, it's so hot in this storage bin where you're making me play an N64 with one controller. And it's a roller coaster of technology. You made me crawl around in a sandbox? Right, like you have the world's first animatronic barbershop. And then yeah, you have a sandbox. Yeah. And and honestly, not a very good copy of that 64. Like that, we you had the blow on it a couple times to reset the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess that was part of their, like, arcade circuit or whatever. And then they were like, oh, like, come check this out. And they brought us into another hot storage bin. Um, and it was, like, Whack-A-Porg? Which was like, okay. And it's, like, Whack-A-Mole, but with Porgs. But, like, instead of Porgs, it's just, like, they got owls. And they, like, put a fake mouth over their real... And, poor, and tied him to like a stick then and then there's like a guy in there well, well that got was two owls on yardsticks and there's a guy in the thing just like sticking these Did owls you recognize him out of holes in the yardstick yeah. the guy oh, no I, I was that was simon I, peg I, yeah oh. uncar plot um, he has, oh, th- there's himself. money left in his contract. He didn't read it correctly because he has a terrible agent. He, mm, yeah, anything, okay, yeah. he, because he was slated to be in episode eight. Um, but uh-huh. he wronged JJ. So JJ just infamously originally titled Uncar's Revenge. And JJ was wrong. So he just basically wrote him out, um, of, so that mm. he couldn't appear in episode eight, but he was still contractually, mm obliged to do something so he's basically uh, doing so his community service yeah yeah i felt really bad for him with two owls tied to yardsticks you know, sticking out holes he, he really like has fallen from them. grace yeah i didn't whack them by the way i i caught on pretty quickly like this is not poor this is an owl that you tied a fake mouth over his beak and you tied it to a yardstick and you have simon peg in that cardboard box sticking these both out of holes in the cardboard box making it look like whack a pork so I, I left from there and was about to leave. And then they were like, oh, Bantha ride, Bantha ride. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, whatever. And then they actually have, like, just like the original Star Wars, like, straight-up elephants in a Bantha costume. That was like, pretty oh, cool. You know, ride a Bantha. It was, but then, you know, I'm up on the elephant in the Bantha costume. And obviously the Bantha costume is just basically like a rug or a shroud that they throw over top of the elephant. And that fell off the elephant. I fall off the elephant. Shroud falls over on top of me. Elephant steps on me. Ow. Thanks for nothing. I already tripped. You already killed a a bug. Now I got stepped on by an elephant. Thank God I had so many muscles. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. It was a... 
It was an ordeal. I'm getting... I'm getting a little heated. I need to... I'm going to let you take it. I'm getting a little heated. I need to cool down. Well, I think at this point, we should kind of wrap it up and... Give us a give us a review. Um, do the same thing we do for yeah, same thing we do for any episode of Star Wars Resistance. Oh, did it do yeah, it for did me? It do it, did it do it for you? Hmm. Well, let me see. I trip over tail way into a revolving door, and then they make me crawl around in the sand like a little baby, and then they had me kill a prey mantis and a crab. And they fill me up with blue milk, and they tease me about having to go to the bathroom, and they yell at me for going to the wrong bathroom, even though it's exactly the same as the right bathroom. Then they put me in a hot box and make me play a video game and play another hot box. You got a guy in a box inside the box, outside the yardsticks, waving them around. And then I got stepped on by an elephant. So, uh, TBD. Well, I, I'm a thumbs up. Um, I enjoyed the Bantha ride because I've never been on an elephant before. Um, yeah, the costume on your I, Bantha famously I stayed on. Also, pay for a therapist. So after my elephant stepped on me, Pete was like, "Oh, I'll get that elephant away from you with my Bantha." But then he just stepped on me with a different <laughs> elephant. Yeah. Well, I mean. I was on an elephant. And he's like, oh, <laughs> it's part, it's a strategy. Like, what are you, all right. Um, I mean, it's a band, it's an elephant. Like, when, when are you going to get? They weren't the hardest push-ups I've ever done, but they're close. Um, I, we came out with weapons of mass destruction. Which immediately we had to throw away at TSA. I don't know what happened to those. Um, the blue milk was cool. I liked our capes. Our capes are pretty dope. Would I pay money for this? Not if I had children. Great Not if question. I had children. <laughs> um, mm. Your kid, you mm. will lose a child cutting themselves with a lightsaber. Yeah, probably. And, I mean, you could, you could do a sandbox in your backyard. You know, you can, you can make a box with holes in it, catch two owls, time your yardsticks. Probably hire Simon Peck on LinkedIn, get him to stick him out through a hole, it's making it look like whack a pork. You know, there's it. What is it? Was it worth a flight out to California? I don't know. You know, you can you can get a million falcon tied to a crane swinging around the sky. You know, I the Imagineers really haven't pushed it as as far as as I think they could. So have. at this, there's no Jaws ride. Put it so that at way. this point, this episode's coming out in July. Um, why don't you, Poboy Nation, message us on Twitter what your if you have been to Galaxy's Edge, message us your favorite moments. Um, yeah, hashtag, hashtag shut up, hashtag shut up, Poboys. It's been a pretty popular hashtag. <laughs> uh, one more, more popular mm-hmm. ones. So, um, yeah, your mom has really <laughs> been going down on it. Uh, so, Josh, that's all I have. Any last words? I'm too steamed to even. I, I gotta. I gotta cool down. I'm gonna have to do a late night lift sesh just to work through all this frustration. Here, I'll schedule a carbonate uh, session as well. Got a carbo load. Hashtag carbo load. Hashtag shut up, boys. Poboys podcast at gmail.com. At Poboys podcast. I don't know. Rain reveals on iTunes. That's what they always say at the end of. Oh, iTunes isn't a thing anymore. 
Rate and review us, whatever. Yeah, that's like Apple Podcasts now. We're on Spotify.